I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 400th after show. show. Oh. <laughs> 400. <laughs> Oh, show 400. Good evening, everyone. Here we are. It is the DDO Dynamic Disc Open Week. And I got to say, I'm, I, as always, I'm excited. You know, I know in the regular show, I quickly touched on being in the booth and also being on site for some events. And this is one event in particular that I feel like i always want to physically be at there's there's an extra excitement there is an aura there is just an overall feel and vibe and and truly community and atmosphere that this event has built up over the last decade plus that makes it a little bit more special and unique and they're not they're not shy about entertaining you or finding entertainment for you to do and that's what makes that's part of what makes this week so incredibly special. So super glad to be here. Yeah, I'm I am definitely missing it. I know last week I had said I was gonna try to possibly get out there and um unfortunately, you know, for my me and my family in general, uh, my wife is running a very big fundraiser for her work this weekend. And so having me out and gone would not have been conducive to a great family environment. Um, and I have to stay home. Otherwise it would have been very nice for me to get out there. And I am, again, I don't miss many events like miss being at many events. Most time I, I'm pretty happy to walk out of the studio, get in my car. And 15 minutes later, I'm at my house playing Catan with my kid. This is one of those where I do miss it a little bit. So maybe what I'll try to do is I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get there for worlds. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah, gets gets um, get something figured out. But that's definitely it's definitely weighing on me yeah. a little bit. There's there's a little different uh, now. Granted, I just got here yesterday, so there's I haven't seen everybody. I, I ha, there's I my primary focus today was to go out to the course, and then I had to get a few other things done. But 
you know, this year they had cut out, I believe, the age-protected divisions. I don't believe we have pro masters and pro masters age players here. And, you know, that was certainly a, we'll say, a hubbub uh, a few months ago when that was announced. They still, uh, I guess I should look, they still have, was it more than a thousand players here when it was all said and done? I'm sure. I'm going to assume. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount. Um, some ridiculous amount. Yeah, it's just incredible how many people are here. And then it's also interesting to think about this is going to have a different feel and vibe than what we're going to have at the world simply because at the world's it's mm-hmm. MPO and FPO, so to speak. That's it. Yeah. Right? So it's not um, you know, all the amateurs that are possibly here now, maybe a lot of them will be here as, as spectators in some capacity, but yeah, different, a little bit different feel and vibe. And at the Worlds, and we see this year after year, during the Worlds week, it's so much more serious. <laughs> You're there to win a World Championships. Not that winning this title and this event isn't a big deal. The Worlds are definitely on a different level, though. I'm just saying that since I stopped going to World Championships, they've gotten way more serious. So if I come oh. if I come to Worlds, maybe we can lighten the mood up. We can get a couple players yep. out for a few drinks, have some dancing, some fun. Uh-huh. I you know, I'm it, I, there's a definitely, you know, correlation there. Yeah, you should start that campaign, you know. <laughs> Johnny V brings the fun back to the Worlds. That's, that that it sounds like the campaign. There should I, be t-shirts. Oh, there will be, my friend. There will be. I'll be giving them out to all the spectators uh, and VIP passes. And uh, speaking of T-shirts, I'm uh, hopefully going to get a design finalized uh, through the scheduling and whatnot. It was just kind of finally officially announced by myself in the last day or two that I'm going to be hosting again the Skyline Classic. If you're regional to the Wisconsin area for disc golf, this is probably a little bit more impactful. But many of you know I, I dwindled my event running and tournament directing down to about two events a year. And the one right after Thanksgiving, the cold Turkey that we reference and talk about a couple times, that's easy. It's a weekend after Thanksgiving. There's never really a doubt. I'm not competing with any other weekends or any other coverage for any other events. Trying to schedule back in October or November, trying to make the schedule for when I could run an event in, we'll say, April, May, or June in Wisconsin is damn near impossible because there's so many big events that I'm obviously contracted to work, whether it's live or some other post-production. So there, it was very much up in limbo as to whether or not I was going to host the event. But as of a couple days ago, I, I realized with certainty I am not scheduled to work the OTB Open, and therefore... I will keep myself planted in Wisconsin and then host, along with a few other helpful people, host the Skyline Classic. So this is much later than I would want to announce it or finalize it, but it will be taking place May 21st and 22nd. Uh, All the amateur, all the rec, novice, juniors, and intermediates will play on Saturday, and then every other division will play on Sunday. So... Wanted to throw that out there. Again, I know we have a lot of kind of regional smashies, but just know those details are going to get released in the next few days. So that's what I'm working on because, yeah, when I'm not covering 40 tournaments a year, I should probably just run a couple more. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, I did yeah. want to I did want to give a shout out what I mentioned before the show, the normal show ended. I want to give a shout out to MVP Steve. 
who is okay. stepping who's stepping down. He's leaving disc golf. He is really leaving. he really is. He re- he put up he made a post out there and saying that um he his time as uh the marketing manager for MVP Discs is coming to an end. It's a it's it, everyone's on good terms, but he has found a different position with a different company. I don't know. He told me what it was. I don't know if he's publicly told anyone what it was, so I'm not going to say without looking at at what it is. But just that he it, it's it's good and if you want to support him in any way he does have like a kickstarter out there i think it's a private little thing he does for a card game uh some sort of engine building card game and you can do that but just a shout out to mvp steve who has always been an absolute pleasure to deal with and talk to and work with in any capacity so um uh, he had mentioned someone who's taking over his position i think they're promoting from within so that's awesome for mvp and they're in good hands but we'll miss you mvp steve Definitely. Yeah, Mr. most Steve certainly. So just that is uh that is that is genuinely news he, news to me. I think his last day is the 29th. It might be that Friday the 29th. So, not 100% sure. He announced okay. it, announced it at the end of last week, I believe. Uh I that that's why that's why I always come to you for all my all, all my disc golf news, Johnny. As you should, Terry. I mean, you I might guess. have the you I, might have I, the inside player scoop. I've got the uh, not so inside <laughs> promotional uh, back end of disc golf company scoop apparently. So, and if if yeah, you're inter- okay. if, if you're interested, Terry, you're in uh, Emporia. You could apply for the social marketing, uh, social media marketing position that DDO opened last week as well. So, ooh, I don't they, think I'm qualified for that. Uh, probably you're probably not. You're not qualified for a lot, Tara. Let's be honest. Um, talking <laughs> about true. talking about disc golf is the peak qualification for you, um, and probably me as well. But yeah, so I know they put a they put a job posting out there, and it was it was kind of funny. And obviously, we love DD, but there was a few little funny pokes and jabs about uh, Bobby Brown and how you had a guy and this and that. So I just uh, I got I got a kick out of that. So shout out to. To Bobby, I don't know if he's going to be in town this week. I know he's got still got a house there, so but oh, he might be Airbnb. Yeah, that I'm at, uncertain of. He might be Airbnb to, to other golfers this weekend and making some cash. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm now just seeing uh, exactly what you're talking about, and uh, it's a lengthy post out on Steve's page. So, I mean, I don't know. He strikes up a deal with uh, Steve Dodge, and then you know bolts you know i mean he's got three days left he could strike up some pretty crazy deals if we really pushed him. i was gonna say should I, we we should definitely hit him up for some serious sponsorship yeah. so how would you like uh, to sponsor like a thousand dollars a show mvp steve um just yep, just yep. sign off on that one and we'll get let's just get that in writing right away including back episodes and we've got to get those 400 paid for somehow <laughs> yeah uh, all right. Well, uh, of course, congratulations uh, to him and and best of wishes. You know, he has been, you know, and every, everybody deals with different manufacturers for different reasons and different ways. But yes, as you said, Johnny, from any professional capacity that we've ever had to work with Steve over at at MVP, he's always been such a such a easy straight shooter, great to work with and knowledgeable and, and everything else. So they are definitely missing out by having him move on to whatever he's doing. So, all right. Good to know. So (laughs) (laughs) 
that that may change yeah the tone of the phone call you know when i reach out to him in a month or something about <laughs> like oh yeah never mind well the funny uh, and thing also is, speaking of i i found out because like a couple weeks ago i ever as everyone has known i'm looking for like a permanent basket in my backyard mvp announced that they have some modif some new modifications to their permanent baskets um and i sent a message out and i said hey um i know they're really hard to get right now but you know a place where i could get one and nothing it was crickets so i'm like oh all right well Okay, MVP Steve, I guess you're too cool for me. Um, and then like a couple weeks later, I, I messaged him again. I said, hey, I maybe, maybe you didn't see this. Um, I, and maybe it's one of those, and I, I even literally said, maybe it's one of those things like not your job to, to know maybe where I can purchase one. I'm not looking for anything special, just where, to, where I can buy one maybe. Um, and then that's when he responded to me and saying, oh, hey, FYI, <laughs> hey, hey, dummy, I'm leaving. <laughs> No, it's not what he said, but he could. Yeah. So that's that's how um, I got uh, I got notified of that. And it was literally within minutes he made, I think, the big public post a couple days ago about that um, as far as things. So him and I had a little conversation. But uh, that's literally how I found out because I was, I was asking him for insider information that maybe other people didn't have so I can get myself a basket. Well, it's time for him to spill all the secrets. Uh, also, uh, in thinking of Steve, and I know, of course, they had the big announcement with Steve Dodge and Maple Hill and and the MVP Open and all of that recently. Along those lines, I have teamed up with Steve Dodge and will be part of the collegiate event that he is putting on in a couple of weeks. And I, without butchering all the details, I will just say that... Um, we're going to have a couple of college teams represented. They'll be playing out at Maple Hill. Myself, along with Matt Graham from over at uh, the Nick and Matt show and all the other uh, incredible stuff that he does for Disc Golf Network and beyond, uh, will be joining me as well and helping out. So um, I saw it posted out there. It is on May 15th, the Maple Hill Invitational uh, National Champs. Um, huge thank you. Yeah, he's going to have – oh, wait. Let me, sorry, let me scroll down. Oh, I don't know, just by looking at these logos. That's way t- too tough for me. There's a bunch of <laughs> – there's a bunch of uh, colleges. Let's see, Drexel, UMass, WPI. I don't know what all these colleges are, but there's going to be a bunch of college teams representing. They're all going to be at Maple Hill for the Maple Hill Invitational that will be college-themed and based. I think, like a lot of other Steve Dodge's ideas – he was sitting around watching television, and in this case, he was probably watching coverage from the collegiate championships a few weeks ago. It's like, hey, I can put my own spin on that. I've got some ideas, and next thing you know, we're covering disc golf at Maple Hill. So sounds like a, a pretty solid thing to be doing and looking forward to it. All right. Johnny, I'm going to read a few things off the board. You could probably start getting our... Uh, one of our many giveaways all, oh, all sure. prepped up and ready to go. I, I can I'm going to read a that. few things off the board. And I'm feeling a little bit, I, th- I think it's some kind of alg- allergy thing. So if you you're sounded, a little bit nasally, You sounded that way on the broadcast in Bend as well. I swear to God, I was sitting on the couch and I, and you know, it's, it's on in the background. And I turned to Sarah, my wife, and I was like, Terry sounds a little congested. And she looked at me like, Really? Like, first of all, how do you know that? B, why do you care? And I'm just, and all I kept thinking is like, I list, I've listened to the guy for years and years. I'm like, he sounds a little congested to me. 
So yeah, she there's, didn't, she there's didn't some care. allergy. I did. I feel like it's something allergy related that uh, is is creeping in. So I went and got some stuff for it today. We'll see if that ends up doing me any good or not. But um, I'm feeling it, and uh, for that reason, I'm also feeling a tad tired. All right, uh, I'm going to read some stuff off the board. Uh, wait, what was the big announcement? Uh, I don't know if there was a big announcement. We were, moments ago, we were talking about Steve Holloway leaving MVP. Uh, that he made a public announcement on. And then Steve Dodge recently made an announcement about having the Maple Hill Invitational, which is a college-based uh, event on May 15th. Uh, if it was anything outside of those two things, I, I'm not sure what you're referencing. Uh, Josh says, what up? I want to see Kelvin throw for MP- MVP. As we said, Kelvin's in a final year of his existing contract. Does that mean he'll continue with Innova after this year? Of course, possibility. Could he go elsewhere? I mean, let's be real. He's throwing them dollar bills around. Um, Disc Blaster says, we don't need extra disc golf content anymore. It's not 2017. Okay. I mean, that you know, the best thing about free disc golf content is you don't have to watch it. If it's there, you can watch it. And if it's not, or if it's there, you don't have to watch it. It's you got options. Hey, Dion, hope you're doing well. Um, Dion out there digging I'm, a little bit more into stat Mando here soon. Personally. Yeah. I talked with some of the guys at stat Mando. Talk to talk with Evan. I said, I was talking with Evan at stat Mando today uh, about some fantasy stuff and this and that. And uh, they've got some updates coming. I can't spill any beans because they wouldn't tell me. They gave me a couple hints, but uh, look, look, looking forward to some of the new Stat Mando stuff. Okay, it's all on commentators. So, how many times you make a mistake, Terry? How many times you interrupt your co-host? Um, the quality of your interruption—it was was it worth it that you did the interruption, or was it just a really bad call that you made? I mean, these are all things that Stat Mando is now going to keep track of. Hope you don't mind. Uh, I I'm all about it. I love a little. Uh little more feedback for what we got going on. I, I would be, I would take that in a heartbeat. Paul says doing great. And your hair looks amazing tonight. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. I'll, t- I'll take that all day. Um, could they modify world's layout after DDO? If they feel it's scoring too high, short answer is yes. And I don't know if it just is about scoring too high, so to speak, as in scoring. And I don't know if you mean if it's scoring too well or if it's scoring too easy or not hard enough i don't know too easy or too hard i'm not sure either way though yeah absolutely um if they let's put it this way and this is just for the sake of example and making stuff up if if there were three holes out at we'll say jones that ended up averaging 95 percent par they they will change the hole or if there's a hole that averaged, well, in reverse, uh, in other words, average 95% bogey, they either may change the hole and or they may change the par. So those are things, and they may shorten it, they may lengthen it, whatever the case might be. I think it's fair to say that if there are any holes that don't produce the scoring outcomes that they're generally predicting and expecting and looking for, then 
it is well within their range to be able to change it. Now, I'll say specifically, because I walked the course today, I think you'd be more inclined to see a pin position moved, a distance on a pin or a or a location to be moved. They put in an incredible amount of work to to have these ginormous, very immaculately landscaped and and looking tee pads. I don't see a lot of tee pads moving out there for the supreme layout. I it, it it's much easier just to simply move a basket. So that's what I'll say about that. The other thing I will say, there are many holes out there, and I, I took note of this, that there's a lot of holes out there where the T is the exact same for men or women, and they have two pin placements. And same idea. It still gives them that option. They they may get to a hole and say, hey, with the pin in this hole, it generated 92% pars. Maybe we actually just consider the men's and the women's pin the same and the scoring works out better that way. I mean, there's, there's truly unlimited things that could happen, but most holes have a single T pad and then have multiple pin locations deemed for FPO and MPO. So that's what I noticed out there and that will all get taken into consideration. Does that make sense? All right. To me, uh, Nate Perkins was great on the course this weekend. You asked him a lot of questions, and there weren't many times he didn't respond. Yeah, Ray, and I, I'll be the first to say, to specifically address that, being very aware of where he's at, being the style of course that he's on, those feed into some of those successes. Having incredibly good signal throughout the entire weekend is probably the utmost importance. And then last but not least, maybe the fourth point to that is we're, we seem to be pretty dialed in on the best equipment game plan that we can. And I made a joke earlier on Facebook. Somebody was talking about the success rate or, or how the commentating went this weekend in the debate group or something. And I said, I, you know, I think we're on like iteration 839.27B <laughs> in terms of the various attempts we've used. We're just trying to get it dialed in. And so with me being an on-course commentator for part of the year and then being in the booth for part of the year, I feel like I have the, uh, I don't want to say the most knowledge, but I have the, I'm probably most in tune with how and when that can be most successful. And then Nate Perkins just killed it. I mean, he did. Let's he did. Just, you know, it is what it is. He killed it. Now, I think back to W.R. Jackson. There's times I got would maybe get called on and I wouldn't even hear it because there was no signal. So I actually didn't even hear it. So clearly I'm not answering something I don't hear. Um, there's also times where I may have been really close to the next T or the next pin or uh, a nearby fairway and couldn't really speak, even if I did have something to say. And then there's times where I would hear it. I'd go to answer, I'd click the button and nothing would, it wouldn't work. So again, we're getting it more and more refined every time. And me kind of playing both roles, I think helps sets us up for a little bit more success because then generally I, I have an idea of where Nate is and what he's doing. And like we said, Nate just killed it. Every time we called on him, you know, he was, would seem to be in the right place and had, the answer almost every single time, if not every time. Uh, it was great. 
Well, and that's you know, the only well, that that was one of the things. Real quick oh yeah, is that uh, there's there's a delay that is fed in. So Nate hears me and he tries to answer as quickly as possible, but there's always still a little bit of a delay. And I understand, you know, as some have said that can sound or feel a little awkward. It's something else that we're trying to adjust and, and mitigate as best as we can. But for now, that's that's just part of the process. Uh, I had mentioned because somebody had said how great how great of a job they thought you did in the booth and then how great Nate Perkins was. And it was saying like, Oh, this is the combo we should have all the time. Uh, something along those lines. And I had kind of echoed what you had just said, how this was, there, there's a, a lot of what, a lot of the reason why Nate succeeded and where it felt like you had failed on, you know, being a on-site commentator is because you know, the position of Nate, you are not, at WR Jackson, if someone calls on you when a disc hits halfway down the fairway and, oh, we can't tell, you know, that's because you're three quarters. You're almost always three quarters to all the way down the fairway. So you might not necessarily see what's happening halfway down the fairway. You know that that is an instance where you should not call on Nate because he's not going to be in the correct position because you, in general, know where he's going to be. So you're not going to put him in a position where he doesn't not that he doesn't know the answer but that he can't get the answer and yeah and and so that that obviously helps with the broadcast knowing ian and philo have never been have never done sideline reporting so they don't necessarily know the the flow of it they don't necessarily know where you're going to be as opposed to you being in the booth and then throwing it to nate setting him up for success and then he just you know you lobbed the ball to him and then Nate <laughs> drives it out of the park with his commentary i mean it's a it's a perfect combo so based on what it's we've perfect. seen <laughs> it's perfect fit <laughs> all right close it wrap it up boys that's it doesn't get any better I, than that <laughs> i wanted to get it in this weekend and i just didn't but i did think of it one morning at 6am waiting to <laughs> said oh it's perfect fit it was uh anyway um yeah i appreciate that i appreciate any you know kind words like i said you know, Nate, Nate did a phenomenal job. I, to be fair, I also feel like sometimes what helps the, just the overall process click, I, again, personally know the Jonesboro course really well. And so even if, if, if a question needed to be or I, I wanted to ask something about the course, it could be skewed in that sense that I could make a clarification because I, you know, I, it just helps. And so we had that advantage going for us. And like you were saying, it's funny, I didn't think of it that way, that Jackson provided so many more obstacles and challenge that were, dare I say, unseeable or uh, you know tough to determine, whereas Jonesboro is so much more, I don't want to say it's obviously it's not just easy and wide open, but you really, really get, you, you, as long as you see where the disc lands, probably have a really good idea as to you know what you need to comment on from there not that wasn't so much the case at the wr jackson course and so. i think that i mean again we're always refining i've i think i've mentioned to you off broadcast that i would love it if the flow between you guys and nate was a little smoother or cleaner um that you're or not shorter no not necessarily shorter but that you, you can maybe throw it and I know it's difficult because Nate is obviously hearing all this stuff in his ear and he's got to be able to discern when it's when you're calling on him, especially when you're calling on him versus Doss. But the I felt that some of the throws were a little maybe you're right, maybe a little windy 
<laughs> little little long-winded in that, hey, uh, hey, Perkins, what do you think is the right call over here for Paul to do at his life? And a lot of that is you are giving him the ample time to be like, oh, they're calling on me. I'm going to pull out my microphone. I'm going to unmute it. I'm going to talk as opposed to you saying, hey, Nate, what's he got there? And then it's like, oh, crap, they called on me. I need to quick get this out, causing the delay to feel even longer. It, I wish that there was a better way, and, and there's not, because you kind of need to call attention to, to Perkins on the course and give him a second to make sure his equipment is ready, as opposed to, it yeah. would just, I hope we get to a point where it feels a little smoother interaction, as opposed to what feels like you setting him up. Okay. Yeah. Now that, is the time for that's Nate. exactly it. And I understand. I know the I know the technical de- you know difficulties. You know them. Nate Perkins knows them. Nate Doss knows them. All that stuff. It it you just got to be quick. But it was a little. I did feel like it was a little uh, long winded at times with some of your questions or maybe what you asked him. And I know why it is. I'm just you know we're more so just now yeah. pre- preaching to the to the people on the in our. Uh, listening area just as to why that is the way it is but yeah I, anyway yeah, and, it's, and it's crazy let's be fair some some questions are I, i'm not going to call them scripted some questions are a little bit more pre-thought out in the sense that like hey i know on hole six it's really muddy near the the green so we could i could throw that to him just about at any time and so we have a communication of, hey, you know, when we get to six, I'd like to talk about how green, how muddy the green is. He can say that to me and I can say that to him. It once again helps that I know the course pretty intimately as well. It's the quicker interactions of, oh, is that out of bounds or not? Like he needs mm-hmm. to react almost instantly. He's not necessarily expecting to get called on or not. And so it's just, it's all about some of the flow. And I know Paul or something rather out here is saying how, you know, there needs to be a producer. I mean, there is a producer and, you know, a producer can help line up and or remind that, you know, we have each other as tools, but there's still also the onus is on me to some degree. Uh, if it's going to be a little bit more spur in the moment, I don't need somebody always reminding me every, you know, every hole of, Hey, this is available or that's available. Um, it, it's just a matter of does it fit? And and to be fair, there's a, we have a whole other layer of challenge, which is I may have a great question for Nate, and Nate ha- may have a great response for me or for us, but we need to go show the what just happened on hole seven, mm-hmm. and we need to go show you know the the roll away and then the the huge comebacker that happened on fourteen. We're showing <laughs> that in replay, and so discussing something that's happening on hole two sometimes might feel a little weird if you're then watching somebody doing something on hole nine. I might've said this on the so, broadcast last, last week, even that that's like, I, I can see Mo pulling his hair out now virtually when we have something lined up, like, okay, we're going, you know, it's been communicated to probably everybody, but Terry at this point, we're just waiting for Terry or Nate to maybe uh, take a breath so that we can kind of interject like, Hey, we're going to go to a replay after this. But in the fact that you're talking, suddenly it'll, It'll naturally just be like, oh, let's talk to Nate Perkins about this. And sometimes Mo will hold off on a replay like, oh, now we have to hold off. Like, I, I got to get this in. I got to get this in. Sometimes we'll play it anyway. And it and, and again, that's the killer part where it's like, hey, um, 
or there's always like a weird slight delay where we'll play something just as you're calling on Nate Perkins and the timing just doesn't work out. And it's like, oh, crap. All right. Well, now Perkins is going to talk about the green on six when we're looking at the drive on seven from the next tee or something weird like that. Yeah. It, we're not perfect. It's a small it's a small company broadcast. We're do obviously we always do our best and we'll get things situated, but those are funny those are funny instances where I, I know it's just like <laughs> and I'm sure the, the the viewer is thinking that too. Like, why are they talking about this when we're on another shot? It sometimes it just you gotta get the shot in, or sometimes it's just a matter of um bad timing. So Terry, we do have a uh, good timing for some Patreon giveaways. All right. Yeah, and, and and as you're getting into that, just the last point on that is, we share sometimes this type of information just to give everyone a little bit more understanding, and you know nobody nobody should ever really take this as as excuses oh, or sure. or towing a company line or not or whatever the case might be. Um, this particular podcast on on a, on Tuesday nights sometimes just allows for us to hopefully shed a little more light because the one thing I'll say, and this can be said probably of almost any industry or a lot of people around the world, the things you're saying and typing and thinking probably have been said, thought, or acted upon by us. Not everything. Clearly, you know, we haven't thought of everything. But just so people know, your thoughts very well may be in line with what we're already working on or, dare I say, what we've maybe tried and what has or hasn't worked. And obviously, we're all trying to improve and grow and get stronger and better, faster, all those other things. But just know that everybody at some degree or at some level is working on that next fix or understands this frustration or that one. And hopefully, and again, I feel like anyone that's watched us for any length of time knows that we're just trying to provide a little additional insight, pull back the curtain a little bit. We can't share every secret and every detail, but if we pull back the curtain just a little bit, hopefully that gives some reassurance of like, hey, they know and they care and there's people working on that. That, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Well, Anyone that knows my online persona and my real life persona for that matter, but online that asks me a question about the broadcast, you want to get me to not shut up, ask me about the broadcast because I love to talk tech. <laughs> I'm I right now. NAB is going on in Las Vegas, which is the big uh, broadcasting convention. Charlie Eisenhood is there right now. And I am extremely jealous that he gets to go to NAB. He's gone. I, I think he goes every year. I just keep track online, all the different blogs and kind of what's being released. And is there anything that could help disc golf? Like, Oh, you know, there's a new online switching software. Maybe I'll kind of peek around on that. Or Amazon is doing this, you know, the big, one of the big news uh, this week was Google is now opening up their CDN so that you can use Google to distribute your stuff. Basically the same backbone that YouTube uses. Um, You still have to build, you still have to build the front end. You have to build all that stuff, but other companies can now maybe use Google as their uh, content delivery network, their CDN. Uh, you know, you can do the inserted ads, all that other stuff. So Google just announced that yesterday, I think, that, hey, guess what? We're open for business too, guys. You can you can build your video products on our cloud as well as Amazon has, has it. 
with their they they do the same thing you can do with Twitch and you know I, I don't know if it's if anything's going to come of it but you know I I look at that stuff all the time so yeah, again you want me you want to get me to not shut up about something ask me any question about the broadcast and I will get way yeah, in the right weeds now. with you uh, did I did so, I start this <laughs> you did no oh. somebody else did um but in in general yeah there's not many secrets yeah. that we keep and you know you can, people can call them excuses I I call them reasons. You know, here's a reason why we do this. Is it an excuse? Probably yeah. of some sort, but anyway, 185, Terry, 185 people are eligible for a Patreon giveaway this week. Whoop, whoop. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I am a little behind. There's, there's no second guessing that I am a little bit behind. I did have a conversation with yet another manufacturer in addition to the ones that are here today. Uh, so hopefully we'll get even more stuff up and running for part of our giveaways. Um, I'm ordering some stuff. I've got, like I said, the event, all sorts of things going on. But thank you guys so much for supporting us via Patreon. Johnny, I, I think uh, in, in uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. Uh, words are getting tougher here. Number four. Let's go with the 400. Uh, the four 400 number <laughs> in, not, what's the word I'm looking for? In, uh, in relation to today's 400 times, I don't know. Sure. The number, fourth number. The fourth number. All right. So we are going to do generate our fourth number. I sorted them by first name. So there's that. The first number is 30. The second number is 44. The third number is 66. Terry, are you going higher or lower than 66? Higher. The fourth and final number for our winner is 73. You were right, but just barely. 73 so somewhere in the middle let's take a look so at skillful. that yes 73 is herbert monholland congratulations herbert monholland yeah i'd say so i i it's a name i don't recognize that we've given something away to before and he's he's been a active patreon supporter for quite a while it looks like since uh yeah since late 2019 so herbert Congratulations on your Patreon uh, giveaway. You'll get an email from Terry at some point asking for your information. Terry will get you something, something fun. So thanks for being a Patreon supporter, Herbert Monholland. All right. Well, appreciate that. Again, thank you to anyone and everyone that is supporting us via Patreon. Um, that's, you know, as the cheesy term goes, that's what helps keep the lights on. Uh, week in and week out. So we Wait, very what much was that? appreciate pa pa it. Patreon's gone. Oh, oh no. Oh, all right. No, maybe not. It's gone. So, um, visual right, gag for audio read. listeners, a visual gag for our audio listeners. Yes, yeah, it was. And I'm not even looking at you on screen, so I'm going to assume it was amazing. Phenomenal. Terry. All right. So I'm going to read a few more things off of the board. And then, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to cut this cut cut out of here pretty soon here um uh i just saw oh paul paul r again asked and paul must have some clearly some background in video production and or uh broadcasting uh by a couple of the comments that he's made but he says have you guys ever considered delaying the final two groups to have more control of the flow we already do I that said, we've been doing that for five plus years <laughs> um <laughs> Clearly, it's had various iterations throughout the years, sometimes a little bit more of a stark contrast, sometimes a little bit more subtle. But yes, usually the last group or two, and I'll just make up some 
examples. If every single tea time throughout the day goes off every 12 or we'll say every 12 minutes, the last group might go off 20 minutes or 25 minutes before the second to last group did. And the second to last group may have gone off instead of 12 minutes, maybe went off 18 minutes later or 20 minutes later. Um, I, I don't know. Again, I used to be way more involved with that five years ago when our crew was like four people deep and now there's 38 people plus. And so I don't exactly know how all the exact details work out in every event and every course is probably a little bit different, but the long and short of it is, yep, been there, done that, doing that, uh, you're, you are on the right track and we already in some capacity do that. At DDO this week, uh, tea times are every 10 minutes. And then the second, okay. to, the second to last card is an additional four minutes. We got 14 minutes and then the final card okay. is 16 minutes. So where we normally do 10 minutes, those last three cards are about a half hour spaced. It helps give a little bit of extra room for not just cameras, but also spectators and all this other thing to be able to manipulate around. So, yeah, we already kind of massage the the numbers a little bit. And, you know, depending on who you ask, competitive advantage. <laughs> we, I think we talked about yeah, that last Yeah, and we've heard that for many years, especially when we first got started hearing that the latter cards, the latest cards of the day – sometimes would have that break in in hoping to reduce or eliminate weights for them because somebody would say, well, wait, the third card might have to wait on every single hole because of the backups. And by the time you're the lead card, and if you started a half hour later, so to speak, um, you're eliminating those and your flow goes better. How is that fair? That's absolutely been an argument that's been beat to death uh, throughout all of these years, for sure. And there's pros and cons to it. Um, so we don't need to beat it to death anymore. But that's it sounds like it's maybe the the window, the cushion is maybe a little bit more subtle than it used to be, but just know that it it does happen to some degree. Uh, Seth says, I'm a DGN subscriber, but always use YouTube to watch on the final day because I can easily pause, replay, and fast forward in the app. Would love the DGN app to do those features. We hear that. We agree. Everybody. Um, it's unfortunately it's right now it's a Vimeo. It's, it's certainly not a setting or a choice, so to speak of disc golf network. Uh, it's more of like a setting Well, not even a setting, more of a limitation, uh, over there by, by Vimeo at the moment. So, and we've understand heard that we we've heard for yeah. like the last year and a half that Vimeo is working on a new platform. I don't know if it's a new player, but a new backend that should hopefully help with some of these things. It'll help with faster transcoding times, which is, you know, Basically, when we stop the stream on any day that it's not on YouTube and you, let's say you're a half hour behind, suddenly your stream stops, you don't get to watch the last half hour until after it transcodes. And when it transcodes, it basically makes a, a half dozen different versions of all these different uh, sizes and uh, versions so that if you're watching on a mobile phone, it's optimized versus your TV, all that stuff. Apparently, their new system is going to help is going to help cut those times down or maybe not even or make it so that it doesn't happen. I can't say for sure, because obviously I don't know what their software is crossing our fingers by fall that we'll see something like that. But as with anything, it's software. We don't know what it's going to do. I'm hoping that they come out with a new player as well. That let that gives us those opportunities because it, it has been discussed. It's been talked about. We all know that the billion dollar Google YouTube uh, playback experience is better. I mean, that's, what you yeah. get as opposed to Vimeo. And there have even been talks, 
you know, not serious ones, but talks about, well, do we find a way to offer this on YouTube for the first couple of days? Because I know YouTube has the the join feature where you can pay for subscribers. And the problem with that is then you have a different you can't do the PDJ discounts. You can't do pay-per-views. Yeah. You can't there's so many things that you can't do with the with the with the 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 all-in-one Google thing and they take a bigger cut of money. They take like 30% of whatever your thing is. So now you're offering a higher you'd have to in theory charge people more for that YouTube access than you would for the DGN access and some people might be cool with that. Some people might go, "Well, what the heck? I'm now I have to pay 15 bucks a month versus 11 or 12 or whatever the number is. I don't know, I'm making up numbers." Um it gets it gets to be very hairy, but just know that everybody is knows about it. We've all thought about it. We all want the same thing. We want the best viewing experience for our users. All right. Moving on with a few more questions here. Uh, says Terry and Johnny V. Might Smashbox or DG Guy cover the Tim Selinsky Masters in September in the Quad Cities? That's a good question. I don't believe there's talks of covering it live. I, I'm pretty sure Disc Golf Network is not. Uh, that would potentially leave the Disc Golf Guys post-production channel to be uh, possibly involved. I need to follow up with the PDGA. I know the PDGA is working out contracts with the likes of Ace Run and Gatekeeper and GK Pro and Jomez or whomever for various events. And I did have a brief interaction back and forth about some events that my channel could certainly assist in. And I don't recall if that was one where they needed help or were still looking for help. I'd love to be involved if, if I can physically be there because I'm not doing something with the network, then I would be. And if I can't be there, then um, my channel could still potentially be there with a couple of my cameramen. So long and short of that is I need to follow up with the PDJ and see where things are at. Because they, that being a PDGA major, they oversee all of the uh, media uh, plan for, that, for those events. Um, they could delay lead cards and they'd still get caught up. That's true. Somebody also said something about a TV timeout. We used to take those way back in the day. In fact, we all the time used to tell a player, and I awkwardly was usually <laughs> the one that did it, where I would be like, hey, uh, nope, we're on commercial. Yep, nope, don't throw yet. Okay, Paul, you can throw. Okay, James, you could throw. Like Those were some awkward times, which got better. But, oh, my gosh, the fact that we're no longer doing that is, to me, is I can't even tell you how how many leaps and bounds it's been from where that was to where we are now for a multitude of reasons. So well, and that's amazing that I remember back in the day when we would you know we had these forced commercial breaks, uh, you know, b- almost every hole you'd have a commercial break, a whole preview, whatever. That Paul would get to the tee and he'd turn to you or be like, "Are we good? Can we go?" Yeah, like because he knew that we had these set commercial breaks and he didn't want to get up on it or make it awkward maybe for somebody else. So Macbeth would just kind of no. And now we don't again, we don't have that. We don't have anyone stepping on the tee and just being like, all right, we got to wait just 30 more seconds, guys. We just they go and we figure it out on our uh, from our perspective. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, I'll get to the YouTube chat in a moment. Um, Somebody else, uh, stupid idiot on the chat says that's his his or her login. Uh, I hate how every fifth comment in the FPO stream is just asking when MPO starts. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, Mm-hmm. I get it, but yet the the sheer like if you if you were diligent enough to find the FPO stream 
I know you can click buttons or you can maybe even just speak into your phone and you arrived at it or your TV and you arrived at it. Not, yeah, I, I, I don't want to go off on that yet, but yes, I agree. For That's just one of the many things that's out there that's annoying. Um, and then also and I, someone said... I was going to say, and I used to fight for back in the day having youtube chat like i thought it was a very it was a it was a great add-on it wasn't always the best but we it's such a good community that we that used to be there i think with the explosion in the sport like anything bigger vault the bigger the volume the bigger the jag offs and unfortunately at this point personally i would not care if they just disabled chat on you on the youtube stream just flat out cut it because it, it does provide some 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 fun and good talk and it's pretty amazing. And everyone loves to be able to communicate like, wow, check this out. That was awesome. I can't believe Paul did that or yeah, Ricky it, or Calvin. But don't, <laughs> but, but, but there's, well, they, some people do, but there's so many that just don't. And I would rather see a more of a private chat. Like someone had mentioned, open a discord, have a DG, have a DGN discord where you can have a live chat stream. And then it just gets cleared out or something or create a channel for each event that people can go to, to, to participate in the chat so that you're not getting your typical YouTube. If just adding one extra step into it makes such a difference. I think sometimes for people that can't just easily jump on and be a D bag. Yeah. So, I, the law, that's just, my I'll, I'll try to keep it short. The, the YouTube chat as again, evidence this weekend, and I know it's no different than any other weekend is just short of effing pointless and an absolute waste of, I was going to say data. Um, it's disgusting. It's mm-hmm. so terrible. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb and think that every single person that's watching or listening to us right now, you're probably, I'm going to say with like 99 point something percent certainty, not the problem. The other people, as in the other 99%, of course, I'm not paying attention to every single, you know, post or anything, nor should I be. But, and again, I get it. There's a, this community aspect that feels good as a community. We're sitting and watching it. The conversations and the tangents and the, the sheer point, I'm going to say pointlessness, which I know is incredibly subjective. People arguing about, I don't want to just say the dumbest shit, but it is. <laughs> Sometimes and, it is. Like I'm not, people, let, let, here's a here's a great example. People arguing about what drugs are good or bad during that chat, and it's not so much. I don't care about a drug conversation. I just feel like it's so incredibly useless then and there. And it's not because I'm trying to protect disc golf. It's just so irrelevant. Like you're gonna get online and argue with strangers about how good or bad coke or meth or pot is like that's that's what we're doing during the course of this event unfolding and watching people argue about that open forum sure i guess mm-hmm. I, I i understand free speech blah 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 i get it all but the 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 tangents and the sheer uselessness. And then that's not even, that's just like not even scratching the surface of the outright misogyny and the bigotry and the, 
and then then just the other rude and hurtful things that are said. I just think why are we why does the disc golf community need to embrace and or provide this platform for it to even happen? That's where I stand. You want to argue because you hate this person or that style of person and you think these drugs are great and you think this is what we should be doing politically. Like I'm good with all of those arguments. It's just for me it's a matter of time and place. Go go start that thread on your Facebook thread. But I was so annoyed watching most <laughs> of the chat. Now, if it were 95% good, I don't even want to say positive, just like somewhat pointed, relevant, useful, any of those things. But why? Why are you arguing about the validity of <laughs> or the comparisons of of meth and crack or whatever your comparisons were that I saw the other day I don't know I get it so many so many people want to be all about free speech and and I we all know yes you have free speech in this in in the country you are not free from consequences and just because it's free speech in in public doesn't mean it's free speech on every platform and, I just and in how you can't understand that is also mind-numbing to me. And again, just it's it's to me, it's it would be there's plenty of places to chat these days. There are plenty of places to chat. Like go like, start up your own fight somewhere else. Well, I'm just saying just disable disable the YouTube chat and again, open up a DGN Discord. Cool, this is our live if if you if you want to chat, just come to the Discord. That's fine, Be- it, and it solves a couple things. Again, it adds that one extra layer of pain in the butt for people that just want to come on and cause trouble. Cool, you want to come on and cause trouble? You can come in and cause trouble in the DGN chat, the DGN Discord. It's very easy to block you and get rid of you. I don't. Again, I don't yeah. even. I don't even so much care about like the offshooting of different subjects. If you want to, if you and your buddy want to argue the best truck out on the market on the Disc Golf Network board during a YouTube chat, I don't care. And it's and Paul had made a, a point that he's like, well, it's you know, it hurts the the you know marketers might see that. I don't even think that's necessarily it too much because if you look at any major esport, uh for a live stream you're seeing a bunch of toxic people out there and it doesn't seem to hurt their particular advertising sure i i don't necessarily think that's it it doesn't help but ultimately you know you've you've got it's a numbers game if you have enough numbers you know they're not going to care if it's toxic or not they want their they want the eyeballs but just add that extra little hurdle to make it to make it not as easy. Plus then you avoid a lot of things like the garbage bots that show up every once in a while and just post a bunch of emojis or try to get you friends. I know they're your friends, Terry. And I understand trying, you know, you go to all the websites that they recommend. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, there's a bunch of hearts, a bunch of hearts and X's and O's that I, those are the best ones, Terry, the best in in general. I think that that is a thing. And I, I don't necessarily know. I'd have to look at like, if there's a user limit in discord or if you have to pay at a certain point, if it's like, 5,000 people um, there might be a limit to that but just it would be very simple just to create a channel and then on the broadcast maybe every once in a while or just pin it pin something to where the chat is like if you want to join chat here's the link and people have to well, go to a I, different spot I and guess so I, that, I that, that's my I, personal take yeah and I somewhat look at that as 
you going on to somebody's Facebook page or wall and vehemently like starting up a fight and trolling and, and fighting with them every single time they make a post on their wall. And I kind of feel like have all the conversations you want. Have have it on your own wall then. Start it there. But if if somebody else doesn't want to read it on their wall, then they can easily just block or delete you or do whatever they want to do. If you want to have these conversations, maybe on your own wall is the best place to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I get it. Disc Blaster, I get it. We all get it. You You are like at least a 9.5 out of 10 when it comes to trolling. We get it. And you want your all of your freedoms or whatever you think you want. You want to call me a gatekeeper or a moderator? Sure. I'll I'll own that all day. Oh, I, I loved moderating. I, like I'm glad I'm glad I, yeah, I'm not a moderator I mean, more. I loved it because I had zero I had zero issue just banning people. If you even said something even remotely that I thought could be taken as uh, offensive. I banned you. Boom, you're gone. I, I don't. I have zero. T- I had zero tolerance. Oh, there's nothing that. that fires people up more than oh. other people getting banned because they want to yes. scream about their free speech. <laughs> I oh, loved it. Yeah, I loved. I love it was it. my favorite thing. But I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's fine, so Disc Blaster. You, <laughs> you can continue to think we have an idiotic take. <laughs> boomer take. <laughs> We're a boomer. Your take. You're just gonna get banned. No. Um. Uh, yeah, no, we've yet to ban you, Disc Blaster, and and you've been trolling us for isn't, years. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Um, again, like just because you can type it doesn't mean somebody else should have to read it. Mm-hmm. And if you want to say you can scroll past it, like uh, whatever, I'm done arguing about it, it or or discuss discussing it. Oh, Open Doors just, Network also has a real problem just, with it. That's fine. Like turn off the chat. Th- that's just the thing. Is like you don't have to like someone else's rules. And just because they're what you like, doesn't mean somebody else has to follow those rules either. I mean, it goes, it, it really goes two ways, right? Um, some people think everything should be open and you can say and do whatever you want and too bad. And some people say, no, that's not. And those are their rules. I, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, as open door network says, free speech is hard. This isn't free speech. Sorry. This is not freedom of speech. This is not, Free speech. You don't get to say whatever you want on my platform. Sorry. Just like, yeah. you know, and if, if, if you want to go down that uh, uh, rabbit hole, you know, we can, Terry likes to mark dates and times. Uh, we, we can mark today's uh, broad or broadcast podcast as Twitter was bought by Elon Musk. He just paid $44 yeah. billion dollars for a platform for, so what? for Twitter. Real quick, because I've I've paid half attention to it. Has he had an issue with the censor, quote unquote, censorship? There is that was that part of his like, yes, a little bit. I mean, I, even though I don't think he's ever been censored on on Twitter, I've he, I I like Elon Musk. I think he's done a lot of great things for our society. I think SpaceX is phenomenal. I think the Tesla is pushing EV cars into places and forcing other companies to to push that technology. But he's also kind of a little trolly. Um, on some things, and I For think sure. we're gonna, I think we're going to find out 
or he's going to find out very soon. You know, a lot of people are out there like, oh, my God, finally, we're going to have open free speech on Twitter and this and that. And my favorite thing is uh, I hope they show us all the algorithms that are, you know, suppressing our free speech. And it's like nobody's nope, nobody's doing that. Um, I, I think we're going to find out or he's going to find out very quickly how difficult it is to moderate a huge social network, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, because the the, the laws that are here are not the same laws in the EU, are not the same laws in China, are not the same laws in South America. Everybody has their own take, and it's going to be – I, I posted this on Twitter just a couple days ago. I said, I'm really glad that I sold my Twitter stock a, a year ago for more than what it's going for right now because it's a lot more fun to watch what's going to happen on this network when I don't have a financial stake in it. <laughs> when, yeah. when I'm not, when I'm not thinking like, Oh, wow, this could really tank the, the, the little bit of stock I own, or, Ooh, maybe it's going to shoot up if something dumb happens. You know, I, my, my opinion is I'll wait and see. I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of huge changes. You're not going to suddenly see all this free unadulterated speech. Uh, Again, yeah. Well, it just. It, but anyway, again, it's like it was, every. It was it's like every other week. platform. <laughs> it's like every other platform. They still have their rules and their terms of services and terms and agreements and conditions and everything else. And uh, I, I think we've we've seen that. Um, you know the the wild wild west of just saying and doing whatever you want. I is there any platform on the planet that truly operates that way? Like I can't imagine there is one platform just, that has one hundred percent open non non. Uh, yeah, there's just no way. Anyway, uh, if no, there is, I'll tell you, it's definitely not a place for me. No, ever. I think no matter where you are, even the worst places on the internet have some sort of moderation. Some sort of moderation, you know, even the places yeah, with the it worst might be at a, a very tiny threshold, but yeah, they have some, or they're moderating some... something that like most people would consider, you know, solid. If 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 you go to some website that that it, that is uh, some racist website and you go on there and be like, I like people, I like all these people, they might moderate you for saying that. You know, it's exactly it, that's it's, I guess that's kind a, of my point. It's just yeah. a different, it's a different threshold, a different perspective. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, if you want to be racist or bigoted or or a terrible human in some capacity, that doesn't mean I I have to uh, <laughs> let it get posted. If that if that makes me um, some kind of a, a a gatekeeper or some other <laughs> uh, political term you want to throw at me, that's totally fine. I I don't know why there's such a hard time for people just to. You know, I don't know, respect other people, but we don't need to worry about it. All right, Johnny. Let's get off our soapboxes. You got stuff to I do. I don't know if we've, yeah, I don't know if we've solved all of the world's problems yet tonight or not, but we always have next week. I should have them all yeah. figured out by next week, I think, the world's problems. So just sit tight. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm, I've almost got the equation figured. I, I'm just real close. Um, somebody did ask, did we have an update on Eagle? No, other than what he's posted to his social, I'll, I, I will generically state this moving forward for him. Your best bet on Eagle, um, and sometimes I'm I'm 100% up on it, sometimes I'm not. Your best bet for Eagle updates are almost always going to be Eagle's Instagram. Like, And he's all but said that himself. That's where you're always going to get the most up-to-date information with regard to Eagle. He, The last thing I saw him post 
was saying that he was going to uh, he's got a plan in place and he's going to just try and get healed up and work with some professionals that's that's the last that i saw does that mean two weeks or two months or two years that's to be determined but that's the last that i saw um what packers wide receiver are you taking johnny v Oh my God. I don't know. I read some rumor that there might be looking at getting uh Darren Waller as a tight end from, didn't we just get a new receiver recently that. Yeah. We got Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Watkins showed up, but he's, you know, if Terry, if you sneeze in Emporia, he might like roll an ankle in green Bay. So I, I do not have a lot of faith in Sammy Watkins at this point. Um, he's, he's a little injury prone, but I don't know. I mean, he's a solid, decent, middle of the line wide receiver. So I don't know. We'll see the draft starts. The NFL draft is on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe. So don't they know the DDO is going on? I believe they scheduled it. They scheduled it for the night. So they don't interfere with DDO. Ah, so I'll make sure to work all those draft updates. I'll work all of those draft updates right into my nightly podcast. As, as you should (laughs) Um, very eloquently. Speaking of draft updates, real quick, uh, Skip Ace just dropped a couple of new updates. Uh, some a player note, not notification, signifi- sig- uh, signifier to let you know whether your people on your team or free agents are playing in this upcoming event. So you don't have to constantly check the PDGA page and scroll up and down and try to find a name. Um, there is a, a couple new pages that lets you see players, some player stats. There is a transaction page for your leagues. You can see what everybody's doing. You can spy on them and see if they're adding or dropping people or putting people on their bench. Um, and then of course, obviously there's the big stats for premium members. You get access to all the behind the scenes stats that we don't give to uh, the non-paying people, the, you know, the, the peasants, the plebes, Seems Please. awfully, yeah, uh, class like some kind of class system. Class oh, it is. It is. You, 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 if you pay me, I, I give you the stats that, you know, that you need to win your league. So all you have to do is pay me like $10 and you will win your league is uh, what I heard. I can't verify that, but that's what I heard. Um, does Eagle work with Hannah Macbeth or other trainers to help him with preventative work and post? Yeah, Eagle works very closely with Seth Muncy. And then I think literally a slew of other, I don't know how many you need to make up a slew, but um, a slew of other people. Five? Uh, not specifically with Hannah Macbeth. Uh, Hannah Macbeth, I don't think, does any uh, formal, um, what's the word? Um, any kind of, yeah, Anna's not doing anything of that nature, I don't believe, with anyone in any formal capacity, but Eagle works with Seth Muncy and a bunch of other people uh, from Disc Golf Strong. Haven't seen a lot from Seth Muncy on tour. Is he officially a DGPT employee? I believe he's either an employer or just officially contracted for the whole year. He's at every event, so if you're not seeing him... Um, Follow Disc Golf Strong on on the socials. Yeah. Because he's there. Um, so... All right. Well, we're going to close out. Open doors, all good. Um, I, I, you, you've got your point. I got mine. I, it's all good. I hear you. Um, we're. I, I just. I would love to see. I'd love to see uh, a little less hate and vitriol and and everything else spread within 
our chat board because otherwise I keep thinking, like you said, Johnny, if that's going to make up largely what it's all about, then then maybe we're better off without it. And if that means people then have to go find their own uh, in individual unique ways of chatting and communicating with others, then then maybe that is just a good solution for it. Might yeah, be find a good that. find a good community that you like that uh, of people that you are are friends with or like minded or people that you just disagree with and chat with them. I'm on like three or four different live chats usually um, regarding disc golf. Sometimes before, sometimes after. If I'm not broadcasting, then during. So it's uh, it's it's fun that way. We're not all uh, they're not all carbon copies of me, unfortunately, because I'm pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have the crowd numbers at events that uh, we've expected? How about I? I don't know what expe- uh, expectations were um, in either DGN subscriptions or on site, but it seems like I don't know. It seems like everybody's going and enjoying uh, a lot of good times. So um, yeah, JVD, when you spend thirty minutes talking about them, you're giving away easy platform. All right, guys, we're closing it out. It this has been Smashbox TV podcast four hundreds after show. Uh, I won't repeat everything I said during the closing of the regular show, but the, the, the TLDR version is thank you. Thank you to everyone that's been along with us for this crazy Jersey journey. And we appreciate you guys. Dare I say, maybe we'll have 400 more who knows, but it's, it's been a wild ride. So whenever you listen to this, if you're a Patreon subscriber and you get this right away, you get it super early uh, as part of being a Patreon subscriber, or if you're listening to it two or three days after the, uh, the podcast had happened regardless. We really appreciate you. And uh, the community that we have is by and large, uh, almost a hundred percent awesome with just a few outliers. We appreciate you though. For Johnny and myself, Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, we'll see you during the live broadcast here during the week of the dynamic disc open. And of course we'll see you next Tuesday night for Smashbox podcast 401. We'll see you then when you step inside the Smashbox. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 